The Feminine Integral, an exploration about integral theory and practice. What is the feminine perspective? Where can we bring in more feminine energy into what was born as theory? Raquel Torrent and Heidi Hernlein both engaged in the integral community for many years. Hello and welcome to our series of the feminine in integral. So far, we have had three talks. Myself, Heidi Hernlein, with Raquel. Torrent from Spain. I'm living here in Italy. And we want to explore the feminine perspective, the feminine aspect in integral. Many of you maybe not know what integral means. Integral is a theory and from there a practice and which is founder is Ken Wilber. And he has written many wonderful books. And in one of the latest books, he explains about reality, that we have four different main perspectives on reality. And in the last session, we were talking about these four perspectives, or what we call the four quadrants of reality. Today, I want to go deeper into it. Unfortunately, Raquel, uh, is not here. I hope she will come in. Otherwise, I will lead you into the exercises I have planned to do for today. We will be talking about the upper left quadrant, which is the interior of the singular person. We will explain the other quadrants in future hangouts. Today, we still focus on the upper left quadrant quadrant, the interiority in singular, one person, that's me, or that's the inside of you. So last time, we tried to find out which are the feminine qualities in the upper left quadrant, and we came up with a big thing, which is the receptivity, an archetypical feminine quality is receptivity to be able to receive, to wait for what is coming in, and then act accordingly. We are not passive. We are not, I mean, we, I'm identifying feminine with female. It's not really true, but often female women are incorporating more the feminine archetypical qualities. So when I talk about me, I talk about me, female, having incorporated this uh, archetypical feminine quality, receptivity, waiting for the right moment, for instance. Not just jumping out and doing what you think you need to do now, but waiting. And then when the right time is coming, doing what is needed to come. And it's not the feminine quality to be to be in passivity, not to do anything. Feminine quality means also agency. Do the things when it's the right moment to do that. For instance, another very big quality is care. We are the mother. Raquel introduced the archetype of the mother. The mother is nurturing, 
and caring. And you know, she might be very sweet and everything, but in the right time, when she needs to protect her children, she can be very fierce and, you know, be very aggressive in defense of her children. And this is needed. So, feminine qualities like receptivity, again, doesn't mean passivity. No, not at all. It only means to have the antenna out and see what is coming in. What is coming in and waiting, waiting, waiting. Uh, Raquel, last time she was mentioning the time when a woman has a baby, she just has to wait until it will come out, you know? There is no way to force it, not really at least. <laughs> and it is giving yourself into the moment, into the now. And this is a feminine quality. Intuition, as we said last time, is a feminine quality. Really sensing, sensing what is the right thing here. I mean, intuition is also based on past experiences, that's for sure. But you wouldn't then think, oh, if I do that, and then I might do that, and so on. No, in the moment, you use your intuition. It is just a direct knowing that this is the right thing to do in this very moment. Another feminine quality also connected to her being mother, a woman being mother, is the longer vision for life. Really, don't do things which would be a big risk for survival. So this is also a very important quality women incorporate more easily, let's say, than men, and which is very much needed in our world for the survival because not because, but also the Dalai Lama said the future of the world will much depend on women, on our innate qualities to take care and to have a longer perspective. Women always have had more the perspective of being for life, while men were always disposable and they always were standing for death. Think about the wars, not only wars, but they also risked death in all sorts of ways. Even today, you know, it was not only the time when a man, when he was felt betrayed, he had to fight the lover or presumed lover of his uh, woman. They really risked death. It's today, I mean, when we run with a car, with motorcycles, men, they always are risking their life. And they are doing dangerous jobs much more than women do. So they are sort of risking their life, while the feminine quality would be to preserve life. And, you know, part of the goals of these talks is to make clear that we, men and women, need both qualities. To, we need to integrate both qualities to become full human being and really have a good future in front of us. 
Another big thing, quality, is the sensitivity, which is a feminine quality. It doesn't mean that men don't have it, but often it's not so much developed. And this is for stereotypical reasons, because men were not allowed in our culture to be too much sensitive and sensible and, you know, have too many feelings. I mean, they might have it, but they have not to talk about them or even show them, except anger. Anger is, and uh, rage, this is something appropriate for men. <laughs> you know, they are missing out often the whole other spectrum of emotions, while women often have, stereotypically, a problem with the negative emotions, like rage and anger. They are not allowed to express them, so they become sad, depressed, and whatever. We really don't want that anymore in a future world. We want to integrate and to have present all the spectrum of possibilities in our life. And we today, I would like to guide you into a part of it, and that's exactly into the emotional part. So I would like to do with you a short practice, lead you into your recognition of emotions and build, begin to build a relationship with them. So if you would like to follow me, please find a comfortable place to sit. You can even lie, but I think sitting is better. If you are used to meditations, so take your meditation position and just begin to breathe. Begin to bring in the attention from the outside world, outside world into your body. And you can use the breath. Feel how it feels like to breathe in. And to breathe out, how can you, where can you feel the breath? Can you feel it as a wind somewhere in the nose, on the, your throat? Can you feel a movement in your body, in your belly, in your chest? Just notice it. What does this breath move in me? And do it another time. And then imagine you could breathe a little bit deeper in the lower part of your belly maybe. Use your imagination if you cannot feel it yet, but try to really sense into your body. And if you are sitting somewhere with the next breath, imagine that the breath goes really down to your butt. Can you feel something there? Or imagine that the breath goes even deeper into the legs into the feet, 
And from there, imagine that you can breathe right into the earth. Imagine your feet standing on the earth and growing roots, getting into contact with Mother Earth and getting nutrition from there. Another deep breath down into the roots and then with the next breath, imagine your whole body is expanding out into the universe. With every breath, wider and wider. Okay, now we are grounded. And now bring your attention to your body. Imagine that there is a center somewhere. Where would you locate your center? Imagine it or feel it. Best thing is if you feel it, but if you cannot yet, imagine it should be somewhere there. And try to feel it. Other two or three breaths, so we get very much centered into our body. And now I'm asking you, but it's as, as if you asked yourself, what do I feel in this very moment? Ask yourself this question and then wait for the answer. What is it what you feel in this moment? And try to give it a name. It may be calmness. It may be agitation. Maybe insecurity. What is it what I feel? Is it maybe love? Is it anger? Just find it out without any judgment, just to understand what is going in just now. Okay, it might even be that you have mixed feelings. This is a common word. How are they mixed? What are the components? Guess it, even, you know, you might not be sure, just guess it. And if you have something to write, you might just take a note. But probably you will remember afterward. Okay. And now the next step. Take a minute to remember a problematic situation where your emotions were ignited and you were not really happy about it, that you thought, oh, again, again it happened. Maybe anger, maybe fear, maybe sadness, whatever. Find a real situation where your emotions were negatively 
that was negatively for you because you felt uncomfortable in this situation. I give you a minute to find such a situation and imagine it again, live it again. Try to remember what you spoke, what another person spoke, if the other person, if there were other people. Try to remember how it felt like. And really feel it again. Completely go into the same situation as if you were an actor, you know. Just go back into the same situation. And when you feel that you are coming near the state, the emotional state in which you were in that time, now I ask you, what do you feel now you, that you have contacted this emotional state? What do you feel? What is it? What emotion? How can I name it? Try to find words or a metaphor which is characterizing what you are feeling. And then have a look. Where is this feeling in your body? What do you feel in your body? You might feel a cramp here on the throat, or heart beating, or a sort of a stone in the stomach. I don't know what. Just find out where is it. Where is this feeling? You might have a headache or heartache too. Where is it manifesting in your body? Even if you are not sure, just guess, imagine, and then figure it out if it is really something you feel in your body, which is different from, let's say, five minutes ago, before we began with this exercise. Okay, and now the second question. Always you are in this state, reviving this negative state in which you were in and still stay in because now I want to ask you what do you need? What do you really need just now? And don't get stopped by thoughts, oh this is not possible, no I better shouldn't, no just be very, very sincere about what your need is in this situation. What is your need? Maybe you would need somebody to hold your hand or to hug you 
or you will need tranquility, somewhere, a place where you can stay alone, or you would need better information. What is that what you need? In that particular situation which you have re-evoked just now. Take note of what you need in such a situation. Okay. Take another deep breath and watch what has happened in the meantime in your body. The feelings, the needs which have popped up. Are they familiar to you? Have you ever known that you have needs and that it's okay that you have needs? You might come out now and open your eyes for a minute. I would like to explain you very shortly what it is about. Normally, when we are in very strong emotions, normally these are triggered emotions. They come up because something happens in our life and they trigger these emotions, but actually we know these emotions a long time. Often they come from childhood, also from later, but it is always a younger version of ourselves who has lived in these emotions in determinated situations and they were overwhelmed because when we were little we didn't know how to handle these emotions and probably there was nobody out there, no parent, no sibling, whoever, to explain to us what was happening and to help us. I remember in my life so often I was desperate and, you know, my brothers were laughing at me and my mother was sort of hard and said, that's what happens, you know. And I didn't know how to go on in this situation. I just had to survive in some way. I have survived. And for survival, we create certain habits of reacting to this emotion. I did it by as far as I could, shutting them away. I didn't want to feel these emotions anymore, and so I became very hard and, you know, closed. I had shut my emotion into the cellar, and I would say I have shut my younger parts into the cellar, because we can think about these emotional parts as younger versions of ourselves, and we have a lot of them, you know. It's our inner family. And if we don't take care for children, they don't grow up well. And that's what happened to us. Our children, our inner helpless voices were not cared for. We tried to, but we were not able enough. We didn't have enough knowledge how to handle this situation. And so these younger versions were not cared for. And now they are in the cellar and they want to come out. And, and whenever we don't have the possibility, we don't have enough possibility to press them down in the cellar anymore, they will jump up and roll our lives. You know, this is then when we feel overwhelmed again or 
so sad again. What I want with this exercise to make you understand that we can now, as we are adult people, we can now take care for these younger versions of ourselves and allow them to grow, help them to grow, to call up the line, the developmental lines, we would say, in integral, which have been neglected. And we can do that for ourselves. And how do we do that? For the next five minutes, I would like to invite you to tell me what is the difference of you as a child who you didn't know what to do, how to react on situations like that, and your present self. What are your accomplishments as a grown-up person? Just make a list. You have experience. What sort of experience? You have learned a lot of things. Probably you are a very caring parent if you have children. You might be a good wife or husband. Good in your work. Make a list of all these good things. The good things which are you now, today, which are characterizing what you are now, today. And now, whatever you have on your list, or which still comes up, speak it out loud, and with every word, breathe it down into your body, into the center we were looking for before. Do you still feel where the center is? So breathe in the qualities you have, the strength, the wisdom, your capacity to have survived up to now. The good ways you are able to be in life. Breathe them down into your center and connect deeply with them. And know this is you now. You might do this exercise again with all the time you need. Now I would like to lead you into a conversation between this adult self, which you are now, and the self which was caught in the situation which has created so much upheaval, so much emotion. I would like you to get centered into your center, into this adult part, and feel all the strengths, all the capacities, all the skills at your 
disposition. They are all there, all available for you now. Get identified with this wise and grown-up part of you. Feel it. Feel your strength, your capacity, your goodness, your being able to care, being able to be a good mother, good father, a good person. And when you are centered, really centered, you might have closed your eyes again, it is easier. Now imagine to see this younger version of you we have contacted before, to see it in front of you, in a distance which is good for you and the younger person. See with loving eyes this little part of you which feels so many overwhelming feelings and which has needs which probably were never respected, let alone fulfilled. Look at this younger version of yourself as if it was a child. You really love your own child. And you might now go a little nearer in your imagination and offer to this child your help, your protection, your caring energy and see if this younger version of yourself can accept that. If it is happy, if she, he, is happy that you are here, or if he or she has resistance, this is very much possible. So you as the adult part, check out the right distance and the right way of being with this younger part of you. And here comes in the feminine quality of intuition. All the time, intuit, what is the right thing to do now? Do you want to say some reassurance, some reassuring words to that little person? Tell her or him how much you love her, him. And now that you will promise to be here for her or for him, to help them understand what is going on with them, to help them to come out of these overwhelming, uncomfortable feelings which probably are loaded of fear. Tell them that you as a good parent will take care for them and observe if they are able already to accept it. And if not, don't push yourself on them, but wait. Wait 
and always offer your presence, your help, your assistance. But don't push it on them because you would do the same thing as it was done before in childhood. All other people knew better what we needed and what we should feel. And don't do the same error now with your inner younger self. Give them time to understand that now finally you, there is somebody, you, who would be there for them. Take some other moment and then reassure again the younger version that she can ask you for help. And please be committed to do it. Because what this younger version now needs is that it can rely on you. That really, whenever she or he needs you, that you will be there for them. Otherwise, you would repeat the experience of childhood where nobody was there for them in difficult situations. Now, make the commitment, you will be there for them. Okay, and then come out of this meditation exercise. And I really would recommend to you to do it as often as possible. This is a process. You slowly will understand what these inner parts of you feel and need. And you will grow your capacity to enter into contact with them and to really help them to grow up, to integrate the past experiences which they couldn't understand because they were not able to, they were just too young. They had not the perspective, the right overview of what life is. And now you have it. And you can help them to grow and become happy. So the younger selves will be allies of your adult self. You know, They won't come out in the wrong moment and ruin the whole show <laughs> anymore. But they will be helping you with their creativity, with their aliveness, with their ability to be happy. Just in the now, just enjoying life, enjoying everything. So, this was it for today. And I really recommend you do it as often as you can. You will see if you do it every day at least once you will find a big, big, big change in your vision of life, in your feeling, inner feeling towards life, towards your possibility, towards what is possible for you and what you can do. Because the resisting parts, the boycotting parts, they will collaborate. So, see you again. This time, I think, in four weeks, we are going to the integral conference in Budapest, Raquel and myself, and we will be there next week. 
uh, no, it's in 10 days, and from the 8th to 11th of May, and I invite you to go there. It will be exciting. You will have performances, performances is not the right word, uh, contributions for all sorts. It will be high, heady stuff, and it will be feeling stuff, and it will be from every angle of life integrated in this wonderful conference. You can find it on um, Google, and please come. It's wonderful. So bye-bye.